0: 30, I learned I was really 20. For my entire life, I'd been living in New York State with the last four years in Brooklyn. Also on True. I really lived in Southern California. A nonprofit I worked for? An illusion. I'd been employed in a casino for at least two years. I wasn't the most athletic person in the world, but thanks to Gastric bypass surgery, I was now down to 210 pounds. Weird. I don't remember ever weighing more than 140 pounds. I was married, but my girlfriend didn't seem to notice. Nor did I. My Toyota truck and Dell computer were in arrears. On my iMac, I looked for the best place to park in my neighborhood. My life, everything I thought was my life, a lie. I learned this while I was in a Banana Republic store attempting to buy corduroy pants. It wasn't my idea. My girlfriend suggested it. She said the charcoal gray color would look good on me. No idea how my wife, the one living in a small town in Southern California, felt. Zach, the smiling blonde clerk behind the register of Banana Republic, My selection, the Corduroy's, were a good choice. Okay. He asked me if anyone helped me today. Yes, she did. My girlfriend stuck out her tongue. Zach told me if I applied for a Banana Republic credit card, I can get an additional 30% off my purchase. Maybe it was the fluorescent lighting, the blonde wood flooring, the sugary pop music, or... Maybe it was what my true self would have done. I said okay, and applied for a store credit card. Zach handed me a form and I filled out the boxes. Name, address, social security number, estimated annual income, employer's name, mother's maiden name, employer's address, mother's address, date of last dental visit, blood type, known allergies... The winning score of Super Bowl 23, The books of Dostoevsky, in order of publication. The speed limit in an alley in Missoula, Montana. List three types of vermiliads. The best place to scratch a sleeping kitten. say that the person you are now is not the person you were a moment ago. How many moments had passed since Zack handed me the credit application? How many me's had come and gone? Zack processed the completed form and gave me a thumbs up for not being stumped on the winner of Best Picture for 1983. Most people put down E.T. I confessed I was tempted to put down Tootsie because it was such a silly movie. But in my heart, I knew it was Gandhi. More moments passed. A terminal bing. Zack frowned. I'd been denied a Banana Republic store credit card. How? Did I get an answer wrong? A pineapple is a type of bromeliad, right? my hand and whispered that he would give me the 30% discount anyway. It would be our little secret. His hand lingered on top of mine. My girlfriend, Tanya, stopped looking at bras and came to my rescue. She pulled me away. But what about my pants? She asked me what was going on and who was I? Was I flirting with him? Do you have any idea how long he'd been at the checkout counter? But what about my pants? She told me to forget the pants. The pants were in the past. A week had passed since the incident with the pants, Zach, and being denied credit. I still thought I was 30, living in Brooklyn, paying a mortgage on a small condo, and working for a nonprofit. As I sat on my lime green and white striped Ikea couch, an ad for a free credit report came on the TV. The one with those mop-topped youths singing a jingle. Maybe they could help me understand why I was denied credit. I turned on the iMac, went to the free credit report site, and filled out my name, social security number, and current address. No questions about the average rainfall on the island of Kauai. Nothing about the border disputes between Eritrea and Ethiopia. Just name nine digits and an address I click submit my Experian credit report came up I was in it but so was something else someone else his name was also Anthony and he was only 20 and living in California we had different birth dates they were listed separately primary name alias primary birth date alternate birth date how What? Different names I can understand, but different birthdates? Was this my twin separated by 3,000 miles in a decade? I googled myself, my other self. The results consisted of posts on message boards for the morbidly obese... I, him, we were 18 years old at the time and close to 320 pounds. Was gastric bypass the right option? Sympathetic stranger said yes, but worried that I was so young. Rude internet trolls told me to just knife the fat out. Other more anal retentive types replied that this message board could not offer medical advice. A forum poster with a screen name, Twinkie Peaks, suggested I seek psychiatric help. Twinkie Peaks and I had lots of back and forth over the next year. She was a big girl. She told people it was genetic, but... She was adopted and knew nothing of her birth parents. The parents that raised her were professional bodybuilders. She told me how it was torture growing up with Mr. and Mrs. Charles Atlas in the house. I asked if her last name was also Atlas. No, silly. Charles Atlas was some guy that used to sell barbells in the back of magazines. Oh, yeah, a magazine, like an early website. 30 year old me read these messages, wondering how this was possible. How could something as perfect as the Experian credit rating system confuse me with someone that is not me? I'm me. Check my closet. All of my pants are a size 30. Don't they know how expensive it would be to park a truck in Brooklyn? Prove I'm me. In her curt tone, the woman on the other end, who sounded like she was in a prison, told me that she knew who I really was. I was a deadbeat that was on the verge of getting his truck repossessed. But that's not me. She insisted it was. Let's pretend it's not. She just laughed. Please play along with me. Please my credit rating is at stake. How do I prove I'm me? Fine, she relented, fine. You can send us a letter stating who you are, notarized, with a copy of your driver's license, passport, social security card, high school transcripts, and proof of the last payment on your truck. But I don't have a truck. She told me I did, and I was late on the payments. Every year for the next five years, I would send a letter to Experian telling them that I am who I am and not who they think I am. That is, I am not a post-operative gastric bypass survivor, I am not married, and I do not work at a casino. With the letter I'd enclose photocopies of my New York State driver's license, my U.S. passport, and a nice note from my mother. This seemed to work, so I stopped sending the letters. It was me again. Until I had to get health care. The president said I had to purchase private health insurance. Why he wanted me to go this convoluted route instead of just giving me and everyone else Medicare, I don't know. He told me to wait, be patient. When you're 65, I'll give you Medicare. Until then, I need you to send monthly payments to a private health insurer. One that will refuse you even the most basic coverage. Okay. After all, he was the president, and he graduated from Harvard Law School. New York State has a friendly website where you can sign up for health care. I went, entered in my name, address, social security number, phone number and attested to their privacy affirmation, even though I never read it. I click submit. The browser churned. Sorry, we can't confirm your identity. Please call us at this 800 number for assistance. But what? How could New York State, who i had been in a relationship with all of my life, not be able to identify me? They just renewed my driver's license. To everything New York State has given me—a birth certificate, immunization certificates, a driver's license, a high school diploma, a college degree, two doing business as licenses, two limited liability corporation assignments, a New York State sales tax license, a food handler's permit, a fishing license, tax refunds, tax underpayment notices, jury summons—I I get it. I'm a ghost. I'm a non-person to New York State. Is it because I don't have a Facebook account? At one point, during the halcyon days of the social media craze, I joined Facebook. It was voyeuristic. People I hadn't kept in touch with since grade school were now my friends people that I wasn't friends with, my sworn enemies from high school, were now my friends. Wow, think what this could do for the Middle East. What it did for me was made me addicted to the mundane details of people who I didn't care about. Doug, from high school, was now a cop, married with two kids and a dog. He was a fan of Bushmaster rifles. Carolyn, from grade school. The girl I dated for five days and was too afraid to talk to is recently divorced and living in her parents' retirement community in Boca Raton, Florida. Kevin, a guy that sat next to me for one semester in freshman year English, a guy that I did not recognize from his photo and did not remember, was now a financial planner in Buffalo. He wanted to know if I'd given any thought to term life insurance. I told him I hadn't. He was pleased, and suggested I visit him. I started looking at how to get to Buffalo, to meet with a stranger, no, a refreshed friend, and discuss term life insurance. There are a few routes from Brooklyn to Buffalo. A one hour and 25 minute flight. A leisurely eight hour and four minute train journey. Three bus, 15 hour, 23 minute bus ride six hour 16 minute car ride or a 44 hour adventure in a rickshaw i told kevin i would need to check my schedule he replied that he'd instant message me to follow up good thanks i blocked him more and more pseudo strangers former childhood playmates and tormentors made similar overtures to me i blocked all of them soon i was down to one friend my girlfriend her cloyingly sweet daily affirmations with sunset photos caused me to drink heavily and if i had my druthers she would have been the first person i blocked but She, after the Banana Republic incident, stuck with me, and surprised me with the swishy corduroy pants as a birthday gift. She gave them to me on my 31st birthday, but she joked that it was my 21st. I couldn't block her. It would be too aggressive, and affront. front, dinner parties with our friends would be awkward. Instead, I deleted my account, told her and our friends that it was too distracting. Some of them looked at me with pity, others with wonder, and some with outright disdain. How could you? Don't you want to keep in touch with me? What about our farm? York State Health website said I should call to help verify my identity. The friendly clerk told me that I needed to be verified in person by a stranger. I asked why. Why can't you verify me? I'm me. Why would someone lie and claim to be someone else for health care? Wouldn't their doctor's notice? Can't you check my DMV records? No, he said. They used Experian to verify identities. Oh, so my driver's license, tax forms, and other interactions with the state are inaccurate? All of the documentation that has passed between myself and New York State since my birth is not useful? told me, yes, Experian is the key. But, but, Experian is wrong. I could hear the clerk smile, the smile one gives to a child that tries to fit the square peg into the round hole. "'Really, sir,' he said. Experian is a private corporation. Don't you think their data is more accurate than what some state government has?' This woman from the Bahamas. She, Monica, said she would help. I handed her my driver's license, my passport, and a photo of what I had for breakfast that morning. Monica asked what that was. I said, Monica, would a heavyset Southern California man eat a biali for breakfast? A biali is a Jewish food, a particularly New York food. A round bread with a hole in the top where onions were dropped. They're delicious, and outside of New York, not available. Monica could see the distress in my face. You poor dear, she said, and pulled me into her amp bosom. Oh. She released me and started typing with a furious energy on her computer. We'll fix this straight away. She typed and typed. Then her sympathy turned sour. The screen beeped at her in a short tone. She typed. More beeping. More typing. The screen flashed. Monica turned to me and asked me why I was lying. Why was I wasting her time? You are not you. The computer tells me you don't even live in New York State. She turned the screen towards me and there I was. He was. A man ten years younger. Seventy pounds heavier with reddish-blonde hair staring back at me. Monica said this was me. I don't even look like that. I have graying black hair and hazel eyes. His eyes are gray. This is you. Monica wouldn't give up. This is you. Stop with your lies. Monica, this is not me. Who's verifying you? Are you you? Have you been verified? We put your information into the shiny oracle, what will it say? She scoffed at me, as if she needed to verify herself to me, a liar, an imposter. I gave her 20 bucks. She tucked the bill into her bra, an emerald lacy number that she let peek out of her yellow top and said, fine, fine, you want me to verify me? Okay, Mr. Imposter Man, let's verify me. Typed her details and the results came up. Monica, it turned out, was a white man living in West Virginia. Monica was married to a woman, also named Monica. By day, he, she, was an accountant for a chain of supermarkets and at night played fiddle in a country band called the Mountaintop Removal Boys. Monica, the black Bahamian woman in front of me, the one that called me an imposter, became ashen. This is not me, she said. I am not him. I patted her on the arm and said, There, there. It's going to be okay. I don't judge you for who you are or what you've become. This, I pointed to her body, is who you wanted to become. Congratulations. No, no, you don't understand. This is a mistake. I laughed. How could you sit in front of me and tell me that the computer is wrong, that you are not who experience says you are? Ourselves. Are we the we we see and feel? Or are we the we that computers tell the world we are? No one believes the us, the we, the I. They believe the search result, the credit report, the machine. The machine that has been programmed by other uses, other we's. People that make mistakes and are lazy, like the rest of us. After meeting with the black female monica, I moved to Southern California and assumed my place in the casino. I didn't go to dealer school and didn't even wear the required uniform of a starched white shirt with lavender company vest. It didn't matter, I was him. My co-workers coworkers praised my new look. It was such a dramatic change that my boss didn't mind that I kept overdealing hands and miscounting bets. No one thought I was cheating. For over seven years I'd been a model employee. My picture hung in the break room as employee of the year 2013. Tina, a comely cocktail waitress, noticed my lack of a wedding ring and slipped me a napkin with her phone number on it. I had found myself. As for him, the other me, well, when he tried to enter the casino, take his position behind table number four in the blackjack room, security took him away. The local psychiatric authorities gave him a different uniform and a hot meal. He's doing well, I guess. It doesn't matter. We're both ourselves.